Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey there, everybody. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with the usual crew, Paul, Nick, and Dave. Hello. And very special guest. Yes! Mark Mormar from Laodice Distribution Group, all the way from the Carolinas. Hello, hello. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great, thanks. You know, it just occurs to me, this is my third time on. It's awesome. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, like, if I get to five, do I get, like, a special, do I get, like, a sweatshirt or something? You know how, like, on we'll SNL, make, you we'll host, make, like, ten times, we'll make you a special you, jacket you get a Pablo stuff? Maduro You're going to get that shirt right here, The Mark. Pablo Maduro there shirt is, is what nice. everyone gets for their fifth appearance <laughs> nice. on this show. That's right. Signed by Pablo Maduro. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, there it is. It. Trademark. Trademark. I love it. It's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we've got uh, quite the thing for you guys tonight. Um, we were having an event upstairs with uh, West Cork Distillery. It's a uh, Irish whiskey group. And uh, Kendra, the potion master, asked me a couple of weeks ago when this whole thing was being set up to try this uh, um, Black Reserve West Cork, right? That's the name of it? Oh. Uh-huh. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the drink there, Paul? Sure. So the West Cork Irish Black Reserve is a blend of Irish whiskey containing 66% grain Irish whiskey and 33% malt Irish whiskey. Patiently matured in first filled bourbon and then polished matured in double charred number five casks to deliver enhanced smoothness, vanilla, and lingering sweetness. Oh, yes. And they gave me a taste of this uh, whiskey and said, what do you think we can pair with it? What what cigar would go with this? And I took a little sip, and I said, mmm, Neanderthal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a smoky cigar that goes with this smoky whiskey. You can kind of taste that smokiness there. Now, (laughs) Kendra was going to be here and uh, had Ooh. to uh, run out because of a family emergency so um, we're, we're, the drinks are being brought down to us from the bar Kendra it, um, set everything up but uh, we just wish her and her family the best with what's going on but uh, we are lighting up the uh, Romacraft Neanderthal HN mm. and that has a Mexican San Andreas wrapper Connecticut Broadleaf Binder. Um, it has Condega, Jalapa, and Pueblo Nevo from Esteli, Nicaragua. Olor from the Dominican Republic. And Green River Valley Sucker One Double Lajero in the fill Yes. She's a strong the one. HN is a 5 by 52 slash 58 figurato. It's a little bit thinner at the head. Gets a little bigger at the foot and then kind of... Almost starts to go down again and then stops. It is a flathead cigar, which I guess is why they call it the Neanderthal. 
Could have been called the Hammerhead. Uh, could have been. Uh. Could have. But um, it's no secret to people who've been listening to the show for some time that this is one of my favorite cigars. Mm. I am glad to finally be able to talk about it on a podcast. I'm very, very excited. And I want to know what you guys all think, A, of the cigar, B, of the drink, and then of the pairing together. How did I do picking a cigar to go with a drink here? First of all, you did an awesome, excellent job. There it is. (laughs) Pastor. Excellent. Why, thank you. Thank you so much, Pablo. So... (coughs) First off, on the cigar. <laughs> that would be second off. Okay, second off. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat, when I first lit it up and took the first few draws, I got a powerhouse of pepper, sweetness, and spice. Mm. Just unbelievable. It's right in your face. Yeah. It really is. But but there is a smoothness to that, too. It, it's, it's not like powerhouse that knocks you out. It's just... It's just all encumbersome, but it, it's just it. How do I put it? It's uh, it's so excellent, rich and complex. It really <laughs> is. Thank you. <laughs> excellent, Nick. What do you think? This, this, this is excellent. <laughs> Sorry, it's gonna, that's going to be the excellent. word of the, the show today. It's going to be excellent. <clears throat> For those of you listening. Uh, Nick had himself made a Pablo Maduro shirt. Yes. It has this really, you know, cool picture of Paul on there, black and white picture with him kind of looking badass. And uh, and on the bottom it says, excellent. <laughs> Check out our Instagram or Facebook and we'll, we'll post it on this. That's right. We'll post it up after the post show. Post it on there. Pablo's going to be famous. What do you think? it off. <laughs> yeah. Good. There you go. Good. <laughs> so what I think about the cigar? Yeah. Spice. Mm. A lot of spice. Deep earth. Mm. Deep earthy leathery notes in there mm-hmm. that I'm getting. Tad bit of sweetness. I, I am getting a, a tad bit of sweetness. But overall, that spice. Okay. The retrohale is like, you almost can't even do it. It's so spicy. It's... It's a great cigar. Strength. You definitely mm. get in the strength in there. Really nice. That sucker one. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta go slow with this one. Dave? I'm definitely um, getting that earthiness tones. It's very spicy. I feel like the drink, however, has toned down the spice for me in my retrohale. Because I am not having any problem retrohaling this bad boy, which usually makes me cry. <laughs> so um that's how i love it i do think you, you did you, a great job you think Aaron. the pairing is is going what do you taste in the uh whiskey are you able to do that yet dave i'm Have tasting you grown up that much he, he's grown in the past couple of episodes. he really has he really I'm has very, I'm he's exceeded all expectations as far as i'm concerned i'm very proud of him very proud it's very smooth at the um mm. i'm I'm not sure exactly how to describe the notes that I'm getting yet, but I definitely get the smokiness in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it. And you think it, <laughs> and you think it pairs well with the cigar? Yeah, because of the the, the smokiness that's in here. Yeah. Um, I think it's 
it's bringing out a little sweetness in the cigar that probably wasn't so prominent before, mm-hmm. um, and it's bringing down the spiciness and the retrohale. So it's you're kind of you're able to enjoy other stuff in the Neanderthal you weren't able to really pick out before. That's what I'm getting from it. I cool. think it, it. So in the drink, it's super charry. Yeah, like really like burnt ends of of some barbecue. But I'm getting some deep. Maybe some caramelization in there, some some deep burnt caramel in there, maybe from that slight sweetness. I know you're looking at me goofy, but no, I'm just smiling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what I get. It's like deep burnt caramel in there. I'm wanting to know what Mark's thinking. I was trying to listen to all of us. Yeah, he's looking at all of us like. <laughs> now let the master speak. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly. No, I'm so I've not smoked this cigar before. Oh, you haven't. Awesome. Uh-huh. So I mean, I've smoked. I'm incredibly I've, pleased. I've, I've not smoked the Neanderthal. I mean, I've smoked mm-hmm. Romacraft, yeah, mm-hmm. but, um, and so, I've wanted to be getting into it a little bit more, especially with that that Figurado foot, where sure. you're not getting all the tobacco right. quite yet. I mean, yeah. it's not long, so mm-hmm. it, it doesn't take long before it starts to expand. Um, but I, you know, immediately, obviously, you get the strength of, of the tobacco in here. Mm-hmm. And especially with this, I mean, the wrapper with the flavor on the tongue, too, also. Mm-hmm. It just, it's strong and earthy. And, but I wasn't, I couldn't immediately pick up nuances yet. Mm. And so that's why I've been listening to hear what you guys, because, you know, my assumption is you've all smoked it before. And so you also, look, we can't help but fit impressions <laughs> for things that we know, right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, over yeah, time. True. And that's so true. I haven't. I don't have that preconceived notion of what's in there. Um, but I, I like the pairing. I like that it's just now, for me, it's just now beginning to develop. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking for some of the undertones and trying to pick those up. I'm not there yet. All right. So Ask me again in about 10 minutes. As you're, you know, just kind of figuring out the cigar, do you think the drink's helping you figure it out? Or? Yeah, yeah, I do because... Um, you, know, you can go two ways with the with you know when you start to do pairings. You mm-hmm. either play on the smokiness or you know sweet right. whatever it's going to be, and you complement it there. Or you have the option too of trying to go the opposite way. If there's you know just a little bit of sweetness, or you want to pull that out, maybe mm-hmm. you'll go something very sweet. So there's there's so many ways that you can do it. Sure. Um, but I think this works well because. Um, this has, you know, this has clearly some interesting flavoring to it. And it I, I mean, I definitely, so when I heard smokiness, my first thinking was, oh, well, peaty. But no, it's not a peaty smokiness. I'm, mm. I agree with Mean Joe Green over here that yeah. that the, you know, the effect from the barrels yeah. and that charring is probably more of what that's yeah. accounting for that smokiness that I'm I, getting. I think so, too, yeah. It's, it's. It's not peaty, smoky, right, right? But it's like burnt, smoky. Yeah, like you taste that barrel, right? And it's you get that sense of, of smokiness, and it brings out a, a undertone of of this sweetness that's there. It, like I said, it's to me, it's I was trying to pinpoint it and figure it out, and I was trying to be like, okay, well, is it more of you know uh, straight caramel or you know something else and the, my brain was going towards like burnt caramel, overdone cooked caramel, 
Um, that's that's what my overdone brain is. overdone <laughs> overdone with notes of char oak barrel. Yes, it's delicious. It's, it's delightful. The type where you have to throw away the pot afterwards. <laughs> <because> <laughs> you <just laughs> cannot get that. It is black on the bottom of that pot. <laughs> that's what she says. You know when you make caramel at home and it burns a little bit and you can't get that stuff off the bottom. You know what that stuff tastes like? That's what I'm getting. <laughs> no, it's it's. I, I know what you're saying though. Yes, it's, it's got this weird. this very charred oaky yeah kind of flavor, and it, there is this smokiness to it. Yep. <clears throat> that really I think jives with a Neanderthal that. You know, there is this real, this is a super smoky cigar. And when I say that, I mean it produces huge amounts of smoke. And the smoke, it, you know, right after you draw, if you look at the um, head of your cigar, you'll see the smoke coming back up through the end. And it's just kind of amazing. But it's got those deep, earthy flavors. To me, just kind of were like, I know what the exact pairing is for this particular kind of thing and uh, so far I'm pretty pleased um, with with how it's turning out um, the Neanderthal is a um, full-bodied cigar it's a full f- flavored cigar it's a very strong cigar um, it's also a very slow smoking cigar it's a slow burning cigar uh, even though this cigar um, you know is only five inches long mm. It's, you know, if, if you're going to smoke it and enjoy it, you know, and taking your time, this might take you an hour and a half or two hours to smoke because it's so dense. It is so hard packed with mm. stuff. It just s- smolders. And um, another reason I really like the cigar, working in a cigar shop, um, you're con- if we're smoking cigars while we're working, we're constantly having to put them down. You know, when customers come up, mm. you got to put your cigar down. When you walk into the, the humidor, you got to put the cigar down. And so, consequently, it, you know, whatever you're smoking, you're going to be relighting several times, maybe more than several times throughout the day. And I have found that this cigar, in particular, relights really well. Uh, so, you know, if it goes out and you have to light it again, the taste of the cigar really does not change. Uh, and so that's really enjoyable to me, that it's something that I can keep going back to. And there are some cigars, after you've lit it, had to light it four or five times, you're like, ah, this is not the same thing. I'm kind of done with it. This I'm able to do all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, it's a very enjoyable cigar for me. You should just not relight. You just pick up another cigar. Well, so, was poor, poor Pastor Padron would love to get to that point in my life <laughs> where I could just say, huh, too bad, only half an inch gone, but I'm getting another one. That's dead. It, you know who did that, <laughs> $12 actually? $12 later. <laughs> Milton Brawl was like that. He never really? It. Yeah, he would have cigar like bits. Sometimes he would just be smoking a little bit and stop, mm-hmm. and there would be cigars all over his head it's, it's a long story but i was wow. pretty friendly with milton the last few years of his life and he, yeah i mean he loved his cigars he always had one in his hand but he never relit it i, I think <laughs> i think it became sort of habit for him but yeah. he was worth so much and i think in a way maybe it started like i don't have to fucking i'll just 
you know, yeah, yeah. Well, if, one, if but, you can, yeah. why why not? Right. <clears throat> you know. Yep. There you go. Smoke if you got it. Smoke it if you got it. So, what's what's been up with you? Is it, you know, last time we we had you on was uh, around Christmas time, right? No, last year. Mm. Last um, year. It's been it's been it's been last well, year since you've been mm, on. Wow, we've been to a whole new decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since we last. We're in the roaring twenties. Right. That's true. Doesn't feel like it's roaring. Roaring maybe, but in coughing twenties. The worst possible the way. 20s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see, what's been up with me? Well, you know, of course, like everybody else, I'm tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it had to come up. There's gonna, no way to avoid it. We're going no, no. to need the bottle for this one. <laughs> I've already seen, like, uh, some 2020 uh, commemorative memorabilia that you can buy to remember the year. Memorabilia? And it was a pair of... It was a pair of earrings, and they were they were toilet paper rolls. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, Which ironically has absolutely nothing to do with what the coronavirus does. <laughs> I know. You'd think it would be boxes of Kleenex, but or they put toilet paper. I don't know. Like cough medicine or something like that. Well, that's the whole plan. Is once you run out of toilet paper, you have to buy more Kleenex. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so they double up that's there. That's right. Yep. Uh, yep. It's crazy. Oh my goodness! But there's goodness. plenty of paper towels, which is kind of weird. But you know, well, people don't that's like that's a little rough on your white bottom. There, don't you think, nothing. Dave? <laughs> it's also very hard on your septic system. Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't dissolve like toilet paper is designed to do. So if you have a septic, like baby wipes and stuff like that, you can't because it doesn't dissolve in the bacteria of your septic. You want to know what it does? It creates a blanket inside yeah. your uh, your a septic tank and they actually have to physically remove it when it comes time to empty it out mm, yeah. and that gets expensive yes. yeah they charge Kiki. you like an extra like $300 yeah. on top of the thousand mm-hmm. that they're coming to see it mm-hmm. so really what's what's been going on with you um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no it's been um, you know on, on the uh, on the pipe LDG side things have been very steady we've you know the beginning of the year we introduced some Savinelli pipes as Savinelli does every year they come out with new novelties mm-hmm. um, of course we came out with the Peterson uh, St. Patrick's Day pipe St. Patty's Day indeed mm. um, and we uh, we've really my, a good part of the like the first month or two was sort of preparing some for the rest of the year like mm. what small batch tobacco drops are going to do this year what are we going to introduce that maybe be a little bit uh different on the pipe side and planning ahead um so it's been busy but it hasn't been crazy there hasn't been a lot of traveling and recently you know obviously <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah it, look the world's going crazy right um and then uh <laughs> So on the personal level, there's been all kinds of crazy stuff, as, as Daniel knows. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel. <laughs> yes, that is my name. Daniel. As God is my judge, that is my name. Which is what <laughs> Daniel means. I, lo- I love how Sean always calls you Danny. Danny. It makes me yeah, smile. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Danny boy. Until I came here, the only two people on this earth that I let call me Danny were my mother and my Aunt Linda. Yep. I call you That's Danny. it. What do you have against when Danny? When I got here, Danny was what I was called when I was, you know, up through 
up through middle school. And once I hit high school, it became Dan, and that was it. And just nobody called me Danny. Then Sean, what do you do when your boss starts calling you Danny? You, you, <laughs> you let him. You, you, you let him, you know? <laughs> if that's what he wants to call you, that's what he wants to call you. Yeah, right. Hey, listen, so, me Nick too, me too, baby. Me too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as long as you don't start singing Danny Boy, we'll be good. That is not a clue. Danny. Don't start singing Danny Boy. All right. Yeah. 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 It's been. You've had. You've had a very full uh, couple of months, personally and professionally. Yeah, I, I, I have actually. Um, I mean, I like to think my life is full enough anyway. <laughs> but uh, you didn't think it could get that full. Did yeah, you? <laughs> but when you you have a job that requires you to travel a, a quite a bit, and it, the whole world is saying don't travel. Yeah, <laughs> that makes things it's complicated. Best, best time right? to travel. You get like right. well, really you, great prices. The problem. Yeah. That's yeah, true, that's but <laughs> you also have to be aware. Like, okay, what if they cut out flights and my flight gets oh, canceled? Yeah. And I've you know I don't have enough leeway as I normally would travel, thinking where there's not going to be a problem. So now right. it's it's more about like planning carefully to know that you know i can't do an event on wednesday and another one you know 500 miles away on saturday yeah. feeling totally confident that i'm yeah. gonna you know be able to get there the way i normally right. would so i mean there hasn't and you actually you actually drove up this time right yeah i actually drove up this time yeah i mean how was the drive it was good yeah. yeah it was good i mean I, I i took a good part of the week to do it so yeah. i got to see a bunch of people but also being judicious if i try to do it so i live now in south carolina and so to come all the way up here to New Hampshire is, you know, it's it's a little it's bit a of a trip. schlep, as we yeah, say. It's a trip, yeah. Um, but I took my time and saw accounts and people that I either wanted to see or needed to be seen without having to feel like the pressure of, like, having to do a lot right now is a little bit lifted. Okay. Um, giving everybody a chance to maybe breathe a little bit without the pressure of, I mean, you know how it is being in a store. <laughs> Not so much breathing. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as, as much as uh, I, I have good relationship with my retailers, still, when somebody walks in who is essentially a salesperson, one, you know, if you're not in that frame of mind, whatever's going on, whether it's either in the shop or in the world or whatever it might be, it just becomes a less comfortable discussion. I try not to put anybody in that position because I don't really consider myself a salesperson. So, um, and yeah, so it's been. <laughs> It's been busy and interesting, and um, yeah, I, I mean, it's not really even appropriate for the podcast, but in a, in a quick sentence, um, I had, um, not to throw this completely off course, but so... It's very hard to throw not to throw <laughs> smoke off course. We're, so, we're used very to, used to it. Yeah. <laughs> we're continuously off the rails, so... It, it, I, it's okay. I, so I, I was adopted... At some point, I was had been briefly in an orphanage, adopted by a couple in New York City, and yada yada yada. And um, I didn't know anything about my birth parents, didn't even think about it really. And then my son was sort of asking. Anyway, long story short, a couple of weeks ago, after doing like those um, DNA type things, I got a call from a first cousin of mine who doesn't know I exist, so I don't know that they exist who tells me about what is apparently, who apparently my father is. This is on like a, a Wednesday, two weeks ago, three, maybe three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. And um, so exciting, we had a conversation and it turns out, and only how it relates to this even at all, is that um, he's a much older, a older guy. 
he um, she said, yeah, I always knew him as, as cool Uncle Lou up until the time he was not feeling well. He rode a Harley and smoked cigars. And I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. He was a professional that's musician. <laughs> right. Um, it's genetic. <laughs> and so I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I call my son, who's not ever met any of my, obviously none of my blood family, because I didn't have any. It's just the two of us. But also my adopted parents had passed away before he was born or my father did anyway and um so it was sort of interesting so that was on a wednesday and then three four days later it, and it went really it went really well i'm going to talk to him and have a conversation anyway like four days later i get a text from this woman saying i i don't really know how to tell you this but um your dad died suddenly oh um, he had pneumonia and sepsis and was too far along. He spiked a fever and, you know, it was in yesterday and today he passed. And I'm so, so sorry to tell you that. Wow. And I was like, what? Damn, that's yeah. that's quite a text. Right. Wow. wow right. Man. Sorry. So, no, I mean, listen, there's no reason to be sorry. I mean, in truth, who knows how it would go, right? That's just the way life is sometimes. Um yeah. But it does, in my case, being a New Yorker where nothing is supposed to throw me for a loop, I kind of got thrown for a loop. Yeah. And I found myself, even it came up, so I'm bringing it up now because I had a conversation a little bit more detail with Dan, in part because he had been reaching out to me and I just felt myself constantly like distracted and behind, where I was playing catch up on both personal things and, and it worked. I mean, doing my work, but right. not, you know, <clears throat> normally an account. I get back to him the next day or, you know, there's no big urgency. But Dan usually knows if he sends me a text, but within, like, minutes, I'll just respond. Right. Even if right. I'm busy, be like, hey, Dan, I'm busy. I'll, I'll get you later. Meanwhile, I wasn't. I'm like, I don't <laughs> I, 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 I'll get back to Dan. Yeah. He'll understand. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I did. Yeah. He did. He was, he was very diligent. And, um, yeah, no, so it's been, so, you know, ask a loaded question, get a, a loaded answer, <laughs> you know. So that's what I've been up to since I saw you all last. I both gained and lost the dad. <laughs> Inside of a week. Wow. That's, that, that is you beat just us. crazy nuts. That's <laughs> and I got coronavirus. <laughs> so. I need to be sanitized. Hey, next, well, the next month we get Lyme disease, so then we'll have corona and a Lyme. So let me ask you. I mean, oh. I mean, also, <laughs> that was, that was Hashtag yeah. too soon. Yeah. <laughs> so without getting too deep into it, I mean, here in New Hampshire, so obviously, you know, it's not a major sin. Boston is is close, but right. I don't think have there been cases in. I mean, I don't feel like it's hit up here. But no. are people like there are you guys two, conscious two, of Washington? Two in, in, in Manchester. And, two in Manch. Two in Manch. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. That's down the street. Oh, okay. That's down the street. Yeah. Up the street, but yeah. And there the are they shutting <laughs> schools and all that stuff? Yeah, my here kids. Now. My kids. Yeah. Uh, just today. Yeah. They are. They are on. Um, um, what do they call it? Like video classes for the next two mm, weeks. Right, online. Uh, school. Everything is closed for the next four weeks as far as like uh, events. So like any any of the school's plays or anything like that or football or whatever is uh, for the next month is uh, gone. Wow. But school itself is uh, on video classes only for the next two weeks. Yeah, I know so. Boston just closed all their all their schools until like April, mid-April. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, <clears throat> they're gonna have a nice short summer. Yeah, no. Well, actually, no, they won't because they're doing the video classes, which means if they do, as long as they do their homework, they won't have to stay. Yeah, 
They don't. Uh, well, I guess they'll suspend all the rules on how many hours. Yeah, they yeah, that, they're going to lift all that this year. Or maybe not. I mean, why not just go into the summer then? I mean, the just summer's year long round. enough. Just go year round. Yeah, just, just go, go year round. round. Well, no, give yeah. maybe give them a little bit of time yeah. off. Yeah. Give them a month. I mean, they're still the, kids. They're finish it in a third of the time, you know, and then you can, you know, you could. No, or you don't have to finish in third time. You can just teach them more. How about that? Or the right things. The right things kind of help, you know. Yeah. Like um, like washing your hands. Like washing your hands. <laughs> like uh, you know, twelve minus four doesn't take a full page. You know, it's you know that would help. It would. Yeah. Does it take you longer? No, I do it in my head, but you're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. How about but every- is it a full page in your head? No. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just eight. I don't know. It's just eight. It's just eight. Just eight. No. Well, for those of you out there listening who wondered what twelve. Minus four was you now know the answer it is eight. It's eight. Yes, yeah. just memorize that. It's on. It's on. Uh, it's on the SAT. So yes. remember that. <laughs> remember so that. what are our continuing thoughts on this Neanderthal mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, pairing here? So the powerful pepper that I picked up in the initial few draws has powerful definitely pepper. powerful pepper has, <clears throat> has definitely been replaced by a nice subtle spice, mm-hmm. uh, picking up uh, earth and leather. Uh, just a touch of sweetness. It's incredibly smooth, though. Yeah. Excellent. So when you say spice, right, mm-hmm. is there a particular spice that comes to mind? Because, I mean, we what use this a lot when it comes to, uh, like, cigars. Spicy, but, I mean... I, I don't want to say it's like a, like, a, like, a, like a subtle cinnamon spice, but that's probably the closest I can come to it. Would be would be that uh, it's not it's not an overpowering by any means. It's just more in the background. The earth and leather is absolutely more pronounced. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I would I, w- I wouldn't go as a, as far as a, uh, as a cinnamon spice. Maybe like a I'd say a deeper white pepper on that. Like not all the way black pepper, but just at the fine line of white pepper and black pepper. I like don't know a, if that like makes a, any sense. Like a gray pepper? Yeah, like a gray pepper. <laughs> but it may be the shades of pepper. It may be the drink shades. that might be giving me that type of spice because the drink in itself yeah. does have a little bit of that sharp spice to it. it um, does. But um, I, I figured out what type of that char fruit that you have kind of... Yeah, the sweetness there. It's almost like a deep cherry uh. to me. I don't know. My palate is picking up. Mm. It, it it's translating it to my brain a little bit different, mm. but <laughs> no surprise there. No surprise there. Hence I'm, last I'm, hence I'm last week's episode. Through that process. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what's done. My drink self. The translation from his mouth to his brain. Mouth to my sweet brain. Sweet nuts. <laughs> sweet sweet nuts. Um, That's appropriate for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sweet nuts. Nick. Just the, the <laughs> well. I have to. I'll have to piggyback on on what Paul says. The the spice excellent. is definitely <laughs> yes, excellent. The spice is definitely calmed down for me, even though I'm finished my drink. But um, the spice has calmed down, and you get that earthy, leathery, um, uh, tad bit of sweetness in there. Uh, you really kind of, kind of look for it. Plays a really, really small note in the background, but smooth all the way through. Mm. Consistent, burns like crazy, smokes like crazy. And it's a hell of a smoke, man. If you're in a full body smokes, this is this is your this is your cigar right here. This, 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 uh, this. You know, you didn't need the stinger 
I was already doing it. Sweet nuts. Maybe on the pipe track. But uh, it's, it's for you. If you're in a full bodies, this is, this is all day for you, man. I, I do want to just take, take a moment here to talk about the construction of this cigar because Dave and I are going for who holds on to their ash the longest. Oh, this yeah. Is, this is, I have at least an inch and a half yes, you ash do. on this, so I'm stacking big dimes today, buddy. They're looking very different, though. Yeah, yours, yours is a little nice more and yeah. symmetrical and nice white. Yours look like it's kind of leaning a little bit. Mm. It's kind of like Dave, <laughs> sort of yeah. eased over, a little bit cockeyed, <laughs> to, and the, to the left, to the not left. Not quite a color that you can really identify. <laughs> very true. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> but yours is burning even, right? Yeah. Mine is too. Looks like yeah, yours is yeah. burning pretty good. Oh, the burn is really nice. On Mark, it. have you been able to figure out anything else about this cigar? Yeah, no, listen, I, I'm really sort of settling into it, and um, especially with the pairing, it's, you know, it's feeling nice, it's feeling flavorful. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, and I wasn't trying to be facetious about, like, what spice, because I know what you mean by spice, but there are times when I want to try and break that down a little bit more, like, what am I really thinking? Um, and I can't quite identify it. I think I need to study my spices a little more. Um, but I, you know what's really making this for me? And, you know, it could just be me, is I'm really enjoying um, not just the retrohale, but even more importantly, the aroma of the cigar in the room. Mm. Just the... Um, like, I find myself bringing it up to my nose almost to get the scent of the... Uh, the burnt tobacco, not that I'm exhaling, but from the foot of the cigar, which is really making it that much more pleasant because I'm picking it up, you know, in like nasal cavity type area, not a particular flavor that I can describe, but I'm, it, it's enhancing it for yeah, me. Yeah, the, the room note of the cigar the is room amazing. Note. Thank yeah. you, yes. This cigar is, you know, right now for me, um, that earth, like maybe some dark cocoa notes. I almost want to say like something espresso-ish to it, you know, that kind of nice deep richness. Um, there's definitely a little bit of sweetness to it. Um, uh, like Paul was saying, I agree that the spiciness has calmed down. The pepper in the retro has really kind of calmed. Um, but the strength of the cigar has not calm down at all mm. so while the flavor profiles are changing as the ring gauge of the cigar is changing uh, and you're going to different parts of the the leaf in the in the blend you're getting a whole you know the, the variations on those themes are all kind of uh, moving in different ways through the cigar and that kind of complexity I really enjoy uh, again I'm just you know loving just watching the smoke come out of the head of the cigar it's it's amazing how much smoke this thing produces uh, i remember on one of the earlier episodes uh nick said sometimes people ask him for a, a cigar that really produces a lot of smoke yeah this produces a lot of yeah. smoke yeah it does. and it's really really tasty and and the aroma of the cigar is really good uh you know it's it's one of those cigars that you like to <coughs> excuse me Corona. Pull up your nose. <laughs> yeah, let me wipe my nose here um, and smell it and everything. And it's just, it's very, very nice. So if you, 
and I'm a sucker for San Andreas wrapper. Mm. I I love a good San Andreas wrapper, and uh, you, that's what gets you that that earthy, cocoa-y, you know, slightly sweet kind of note uh, when it's done right. And we all know you just because everybody and their mother seems to be putting San Andreas on things yeah. these days, and not all of it's a good thing. You can you can mess it up. Uh, the Neanderthal really, I think, makes it pop in a really good full-bodied cigar. Yeah, I'm. I was interested when I found out they use the uh, the broadleaf as the binder because mm-hmm. that's usually a really good wrapper. Uh, it and is. I was yeah. just like, ooh, they well, really hit it off. And I think that broadleaf, you know, adds a little sweetness to the cigar too. Yeah, it sure does. It also makes it, you know, a very slow-burning thing. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And it brings out that that earthy leathery in there too. Mm. It kind of wraps itself in there with the spice, yeah. Which is a, which is really nice. It's funny, like people ask me for like a long burning smoke they haven't had before, and I'll give them a Roma Craft, and they'll be like, "That's not gonna last." I'm like, "Burn, it'll, it'll last. That'll last. It'll Trust last. me." And then they'll come in, and they'll be like, "That was amazing." Mm-hmm. It also could be helping to uh, balance out the cigar a little bit because of that sucker one Lajero. Mm-hmm. Because that sucker one Lajero is twice as strong as a lot of the Esteli Lajeros out there. Yeah. It yeah. packs quite the punch. It does. That it does. Mm-hmm. So um, we have some events coming up cigar wise here at Twins. Let me tell you about them. That are not canceled. That are not canceled. <laughs> um. We are going on, despite what is going on in the rest of the country, and they focus around Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. And March 19th and March 27th, that's a Thursday, March 19th, and then Friday, March 27th, we're doing events with Steve Saka at both locations, the 19th in Hooksett, the 27th in Londonderry, and that is going to be a very, very special event. And one of the things we are doing in preparation for that is we have little three packs of uh, Dumbarton cigars. There's a Micarita, a Tricky Traca, and a Sober Mesa Brulee. Uh, all the Toros in there. And um, uh, that's a $36 uh, set of cigars that we're selling for 30 And that is kind of designed to give you an introduction to, to most of his blends. And there's a little ticket in there that comes with that three-pack, and that is going to get you into a private um, cigar uh, pairing with Steve Saka. Uh, we're going to have pairings made by Kendra the Potion Master to go along with that. And the only way you can get into that event, that private event with Steve Saka, is that ticket that comes in that three-pack. We have very few left in both locations, so if you have not yet gotten one, come down, get yourself one of those packs. That ticket not only gets you into the event, but at these events when we'll have uh, all of his uh, stuff uh, for sale, there'll be all sorts of swag and deals going on, of course. But one of the things that that ticket is going to get you that not everyone else is going to be able to get is another 20% off of whatever box you want to purchase of his stuff so don't miss out on that it's going to be a great time you can stay in touch with twin smoke shop on facebook twitter instagram and youtube and of course at the website twinssmokeshop.com 
Um, what's our final thoughts here on the Neanderthal as we wrap up uh, the first half of Dante's Blowing Smoke? I personally want to thank you, Dan, for <laughs> coming on to the Twins uh, family here because without you, we probably wouldn't have brought in the Romacraft line. Mm. Yeah. Uh, at least I don't think we would have. Uh, but because of your persistence in getting this in here yeah. and introducing the Neanderthal mm. to us, it is quickly becoming one of my favorite cigars. Oh, yeah, the, for sure. The, like the pepper, the earth, the leather, the sweetness, the mm. spice, the retrohale. Yeah. It's just all fantastic. Fantastic. I'm, this is two thumbs up, way up. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable <laughs> cigar. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Say it. A lot of tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> just don't know why, man. But, yeah, definitely, definitely thank you because we probably wouldn't have brought it in if we didn't bring you in and you pushing it to for us to sell it in our walk-in. It's, it's been a, a highlight of Twin Smoke Shop here. A lot of customers come in and go right over to Roma Craft and pick out this cigar and all the sizes do well, and even yeah. the new the new blockhead, which mm-hmm. is that is that a oh, limited edition? That's a limited edition of the the uh, Cro-Magnon line. Yeah, mm. that limited edition that that blockhead is unbelievable. It's yeah. like a a close brother to this one. Yeah, it has almost the same profile, but a little bit different. Yeah, it doesn't have the the. Uh um, San Andreas on it. Yeah, but, it has a Connecticut Broadleaf on it. But that, that Connecticut Broadleaf is amazing in yeah. that box press format. Oh, oh it's oh, great. It's unbelievable. Oh, yes. It's so good. So I thank you, Danny. Mm. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. welcome. <laughs> Dave? Did we did we finish that first box yet? Because it was almost gone. No, there's still a couple there's left good. over at Hookset you're talking. Yeah. Yes. Yep. No, this is an absolutely perfect pairing, Dan. Thank you. Um, uh, I'm definitely picking up on some of that uh, the cocoa espresso that you mm. were talking about. The the retro is all but gone from spicy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the I've uh, got this marvelous head. <coughs> I don't know. I think it's <laughs> yeah, guys. All right, good. That's what she said. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so yeah, very happy you brought this into our lives. <laughs> yes. Oh God, yeah. Mark, Mark, do you have any final uh, Come words? On, on no, I'm, I'm you're the only person I'm, who can really be honest because I'm, you're not a twins employee. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we were being honest. Uh, I, I know, thank you for I the know. kickback. I can be honest without also being a kiss ass. So <laughs> now I'm thoroughly enjoying the cigar. Each individually, I'm enjoying um, the whiskey and the cigar. I'm enjoying them both together. Um, the uh, you know the cigar itself is is it's strong for sure, but not in an overpowering, bland like I'm getting bored sort of way at all. Right. Um, right. I suspect. I, I mean, I would like to see what these would do after sitting for like three years. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I mean that could be interesting. I mean, I don't know what would change, but. Um, yeah, with a little bit of age on it, I think it could be really something. Uh, really well, that's nice. really interesting. You know, the the uh, you know one of the the things that we've done on the show is is talk about how aging affects cigars and and pipe tobacco and um, 
not maybe not coincidentally, those two episodes so far have uh, eclipsed all the other episodes that we've done as far as downloads go. The interest for for that on that topic is sure. immense, and um, and maybe that's maybe that's something we can make happen. Kurt has a big vault. Maybe there's some uh, Neanderthals <laughs> hiding in there from maybe. way back when. It's not entirely out of the question. Nope. He typically the, pilfers a couple boxes when the orders come in. So. Yep. The bearded gnome of New Hampshire mm-hmm. might very well have something hidden in there that we might be able to use. But um, the, you, you already know uh, this is one of my favorite cigars. It's a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, flavor bomb. Uh, I describe it as saying it's a party in your mouth. <laughs> It's just, there's so much going on, and it just oh, keeps man. going. I it's wanted to just... finish that up with the, with the little, <laughs> yeah. nobody else is coming except you. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you all are, are uh, happy that uh, this is available at Twins. I certainly am, and... Um, I think that's a good place to stop and move on to part mm. two. All right, we're back for part two of Not Just Blowing Smoke, and this is where we review pipe tobacco. And today we have a very special blend. We are smoking the Savinelli 140th anniversary blend released in 2020. This has been released at least once before, yes? Or uh, every year? Yes, this will be not every year. This will be this is the third time. Third time it's being re- okay. First time in 2016, which was actually the 140th anniversary of Savinelli, the company. And then um, released it again two years ago. Right. Okay. And then again now. Again now. Tell us about this special blend. Um, Corona version. Yeah. <laughs> I, so the whole point was to try and so Savinelli got together with uh, Cornell and Deal and said, look, we want to do something different um, from anything because obviously there are Savinelli tobaccos um, mm-hmm. and they were thinking about their own branding first. And so we want to do something special for our 140th anniversary. Um, that is will be unique from what we happen to put out. And um, Jeremy Reeves, our blender, said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. In fact, why don't we try and come up with something that not only is, isn't in your much smaller portfolio, but also is not in ours. Mm. Um, and so they played with it for quite a long time. It's, uh, it's, an, it's a mixture of red and bright Virginias. Mm. Um, it has some dark fired, but not typical dark fired Kentucky going to the heritage of Savinelli. It's a dark fired um, from Italy, mm. um, from the Tuscany region, specifically San Sepulcro. Um, and San Sepulcro, what's interesting about their tobacco there is that it's not. It's a pipe tobacco, but that's not what it's usually used for. It's mm. usually used for cigars. In fact, okay. um, it's the same region, the same leaves in a lot of the Toscano 
okay. Italian yep. cigars. I was just going to guess that. Right. Um, and figuring that would be a unique little twist. It then has a little, a slight amount of Cavendish. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of uh, citrus that's, that, that is sort of added to it. Mm-hmm. But also, and, you know, there aren't big descriptions on the, the, the tins and so on. But so one of the unique things about the, um, the Virginia aspect of it, because we wanted to get some sort of layering and something different, and we don't, it's not typically advertised. So the red Virginias are actually um, marinated slightly in two different types of vodka. Whoa. And then that is mixed with the brights, which is, you know, just straight bright Virginia. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see without, no, maybe I shouldn't even have said that yet, to see if for some, you know, you were picking up on any sort of like alcohol type of um, sensation. I mean, so, I mean, vodka doesn't have a taste. Right. You know? So it's not going to impart that, but it's obviously going to change some of the texture and the characteristic of the Red Virginia. Sure. You know, as it goes. Sure. Um, And so, yeah, we're happy to introduce it again. We only did, you know, 1,400 tins. Um, You know, it's sadly be great if everybody could have it, but they can't. And Twins, who's great about their terrific tobacco selection, has brought these in here. I imagine you've got some still. Yep. 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 So Russian before it's gone, um, and um, yeah, we're we're very proud of it. We're proud of it for ourselves as you know Cornell and Deal, but even though it doesn't have our name on it, it's Seven Ellie. We're you know we're proud to be a part of it, and it's. I mean, hopefully you guys will like it. You. I don't know if anybody has smoked it in uh, in the past. Well, I have. I I, I have a, a tin from the original release back in 2016, and I still have some of it left. It's nice. almost gone. So I was very glad that these uh, were released again, and it's a, a wonderful thing to be in charge of the uh, pipage here at uh, Twin Smoke Shop, so that I can make sure my supplies continuous. <laughs> <laughs> and we are pairing this with uh, something that Kendra, the potion master, thought would be very good with it, and that is the Vesper Martini from James Bond. And that martini is three parts gin, one part vodka, some vermouth, and a lemon twist. Shaken, not stirred. Absolutely. And uh, the idea was that the uh, citrus in the and uh, the wildflower in the gin. Um, would go very well with the tobacco here. Uh, what do you guys think, right off the bat, of both the tobacco, the drink, and then the pairing as a whole? All right, I'll step up. Thank you, Paul. So <clears throat> the drink, I'm not a martini fan, i got to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not, it's not the most flavorful, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> to, to me, it's acting more as a palate cleanser. Mm. I got a little bit of that citrus from the from the lemon twist and mm-hmm. maybe from the uh, the uh, <coughs> gin, but it, not much else uh, is coming through to me. It's it's really just more. How do I put it? 
I hate to use the word flat. It's just not really what I want to say. But it's it's it, I don't get a lot of flavor. I don't get a lot of sweetness from it. Just a little bit of that citrus. Like I said, it's 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 cleansing my palate for the tobacco. Are we talking about the tobacco now? You can talk about okay. the tobacco, sure. So the tobacco is incredibly smooth. I got a I got just a. a, a almost a little bit of a hit of sweetness right off the bat mm-hmm. from the Virginias. Um, incredibly, that retrohale, just wonderfully smooth spice. Uh, maybe just a little bit of uh, wood notes, um, but just incredibly smooth uh, tobacco. Very, very good. Dave, what do you think? Um, for me, also, the drink is a little dry. Um, I get a lot of the lemon, though, but... Um, I think it. I agree with Paul where it's kind of cleansing the palate. Um, I was smoking before I took a drink, and I think the retrohale is more pronounced after I had the drink. Um, a lot of spice in it. It's definitely bringing out some of the Virginias, uh, which are my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, it's really smooth and creamy. Th- thank you, Dave. That's the word I really meant to say was dry, not flat. Excuse oh. me. Sorry, Kendra. Nick. You look stoned over there. <laughs> well, I was trying to power smoke that Neanderthal, which was a mistake. Um, but with the with the drink, it's kind of bringing out the citrus in the in the tobacco a little bit. Mm-hmm. You get that that pop in the beginning, Dang. and then the, and then the wood kind of comes in right after that. Spice on the retro hail, very balanced, very. Uh, there's some complexity there mm-hmm. in the tobacco. Very, very smooth. It's not, I'd say, medium at best. It's not a strong tobacco. Um, but it's it's got some really nice flavor in the drink, even though it's it's dry. Um, not so much flat. You, it's refreshing. Yeah. The citrus uh, kind of snaps on your palate, kind of, cl- you know, lingers there a little bit, and then... Once you take a, a a pull of the of the tobacco, it just kind of the tobacco just kind of dances on your tongue a little bit with the with the citrus and everything. And then, like I said, it it develops some sort of complexity there with the wood that comes up behind it. In my opinion, what do you now? What do you think, Mark? You know, I, the best thing about this drink is the lemon because, mm. yeah, indeed, it is. It's definitely it's helping to pull that citrus out of the tobacco that I'm not sure we would have picked up on like so immediately, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. I mean, the rest of the dry, it is dry. I mean, if you once you put vermouth in it, it's going to be dry and right. It's, I mean, it's it's drinkable. Um, it just doesn't. There's no real flavor to it, you know. Which is, I mean martinis right yeah you're either you're getting gin or you're getting vodka and you know maybe some really nice olive juice in it or something but um it's not about the flavor it's about getting hammered right and looking elegant doing it so i think i think that was uh mr bond's idea that's it looking uh elegant while getting hammered yeah and then jumping into db9 and speeding away with the damsel in distress mm-hmm. that is uh I'd like to. That's yeah, how I'd like baby. to live my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, Don. De- I definitely agree. It's a. I, I'd say a lighter end medium mm. tobacco. Um, there's a 
uh, a lot of um, gentle flavors going on in here. There's some wood. There's some floral notes. Um, there is uh, just a little hint of uh, spice in there from the uh, uh, dark fire. You can, if you've ever smoked a Toscano before, you'd, you'd kind of pick that up. You know that little that little bit of Toscanoiness, right? As opposed to like a, maybe a typical like dark fire Kentucky, which mm-hmm. we tend to think of as really adding you know a fair amount of smokiness mm-hmm. to a blend. Yeah. Um, so this has that tone. It's there, but it's not. It's not n- near as pronounced, right? Which is which is kind of nice with the rest of these tobaccos, which are kind of more gentle, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it it adds a little bit of body, a little bit of depth. But it's still letting the Virginias really kind of play in the foreground. And uh, the Orientals there are just kind of, you know, creating those floral notes. And and um, uh, it's very good. I, I have to confess, I, I'm a martini guy. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. For better or worse, I, I enjoy martinis. Bond. Um, so Bond. I, I, yeah. So I, I enjoy the Vesper a lot. Um, but it's not a martini. It's this? a mixed drink. Yeah. I mean, a martini is either vodka or gin. It can't and be both. It can't be both. It can, look, you can make it whatever you want. You can add chocolate syrup mm. to it and say it's a chocolatini, but it's not a martini, right? <laughs> martini, the whole point of it is you have a chilled glass. Mm-hmm. You don't actually, you, you put the vermouth, you let it swirl, then you mm-hmm. pour it out. You don't actually include the vermouth, mm-hmm. right? And then you put the vodka or the gin chilled. Right. And then either a lemon twist or, you know, a, or, olive or, or an or olive or something like that. And it's something that's alcoholic and somewhat refreshing and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not a big fan of, of, like, just putting stuff together and put any, you know, put a name on it, martini or whatever. It's <laughs> not the martini to me. I get it. James Bond, blah, 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 blah. I'm a huge Bond fan, but... Um, I, I, you know, with one really good gin or or a vodka, um, that's really fresh. I, I think a martini can be sort of delicious in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know. I don't know. It's not bad. I just don't. I can't. My dad. I couldn't say. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is killing him. <laughs> I just don't. I, I he have was no, so spoiled. I have on no descriptive. His first I have appearance no on the show when Kendra just did it out of the park. Yes, and absolutely. every time he comes back, he's hoping to get back to that. That this is the driest, most boringest drink ever. <laughs> oh. I think. I think it. I think it's a really good pairing because it's. It's. It even though it may be dry or flat, the the smallest citrus that the drink. Um, uh, presents it draws out more flavor in the tobacco. Right, it's not affecting it, the tobacco in a, in a no, negative way. No, it's, it's not really not. influencing it, except for it is helping to bring out some of that citrus. Yeah. So in that respect, it is kind of a good pairing. Yeah, yeah. But no. as a drink on its own, I yeah, on a drink on it, it but, on a know. drink on its own, I totally agree. This, I wouldn't order this. I'd be like, throw some cherries in there and throw some bourbon on top of that or something. Um, <laughs> Give me some of that pitorro, you know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff like that, you know what I mean? But with the tobacco, when you're pairing it with this tobacco, it it for me, it's like, yes, all right. It's 
because the tobacco itself is not presenting it, it itself being something loud or heavy or full of spice or, or anything like that. So with having something that's subtle as a drink, as this martini is, and something like the tobacco that we are, are sampling, it goes really well. It's, mm. it's a well-balanced, low-key type of drink it, and type of pairing, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys? You've you've talked a lot about what you are tasting in the tobacco. You know, is 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 this? What do you think of the blend? Is this, you know, a, a good thing for you or not? Or oh, oh, absolutely. I, I could smoke this every day. This definitely is, this, an all day smoke. This is definitely an all day smoke. It's mm. it's it's smooth. Like we said, no more than a medium. Uh, just at, that. Virginia's, which I'm a big fan of, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, is to me is the most is more prominent than anything else. Mm. Um, a, little, a little bit of that uh, woody character, um, just really, really, and, and I do get a, just a little bit of the spice and um, a little bit of smokiness. But the retrohale is again very, very pleasant. Yep. Dave, what about you? I'm getting that woodiness with a little bit of the Virginia, like dry fruitiness on top a little citrus um very um it's very smoky um every once in a while i feel like the retrohale kind of like disappears and then i'll get a a really good draw off of it and it'll come right back so it's been kind of dynamic for me how the the flavor for me has been intensifying as the bowl's been going down yeah it's definitely been getting stronger for me so is the retrohale uh, I'm about halfway through the bowl already, and um, uh, those woody notes and and maybe there's some uh, those nuances of of uh, deep fruit kind of things. The citrus from the uh, Virginias are really getting more and more pronounced as I'm going down my bowl, and it seems to me that the it, for the retro, I'm getting a more spice. In a little retro bit, yeah. as as I'm going down the bowl here. Is anyone else getting that? Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Mark, you're awful quiet. No, <laughs> no. I was just thinking actually um, how much I've enjoyed sitting with you guys and doing the show. Not because I like any of you, but because. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I rarely. That's okay, Mark. We like you too. Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> But uh, you know, I'm I'm been a cigar smoker for uh, over 35 years. I still smoke cigars. I'm in more in the pipe industry side of it now, and um, so I'm smoking both. But I don't often, you know, have a cigar or not put it down, and then within a short time pick up a tobacco for the pipe. It happens, but not when I'm sitting and talking and actually thinking about it. And um, it's enjoyable because. Um, you know, we started with a cigar that everybody really likes an awful lot that has a whole lot of flavor profile, has a lot of strength to it. There's some layering in there for sure. But um, then skipping to a pipe, or not so much the pipe, but a tobacco like this mm-hmm. um, reminds me so much of why pipe smoking is so enjoyable because mm. as much as we can talk and enjoy about the Roma craft not mm. to take anything away from it but 
the cigar smoking tobacco world, I mean the pipe smoking tobacco world is so vastly different that you then pick this up and then we immediately are getting all different sorts of flavors. Yeah. Right? It isn't like, well, it's strong and earthy and spicy. We're like, hey, I citrus and, yeah. this, you know, which is what pipe smoking is all about, right? It's Absolutely. that flavor and all yeah. those blends as opposed to, you know, just a smoke. You can, there's so many plays, it, you know, it's not exactly like food, of course, but. It's close. I mean, that's one of the, that's one of, I try to smoke uh, my pipe a lot when I'm at work just because people will comment on it. Um, they're like, oh, you're a pipe smoker. I'm like, you, you got to try it. You're missing like, you know, uh, 70% of like the taste of tobacco. I mean, you get like maybe 30% of it in cigars where it's like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but there's kind of definitely like a cone of flavor that cigars are. And there's like uh, the rest of the pie and that's, you know, like pipe tobacco. And there's so much that, that, um, that goes on in pipe tobacco, the dynamics, the, the, just from the aromatics to the uh, to the periques um, and latakias, it's just it's crazy. Like being able to like um, taste, you know, smoking smoking autumn evening and you know having waffles and maple syrup, and then uh, picking up a wild man and and having like a mesquite barbecue is it's 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 <laughs> insane. It's awesome. You can't get that in a cigar. <laughs> yeah, you can't. And so for those guys who are listening, or gals too, who are predominantly cigar smokers, maybe just sit through, you know, and listen to the uh, the pipe profiling, the pipe tobacco profilings. You know, this is a really good reminder that you should come in and talk to any of the guys sitting at this table in, in either of the, the twin shops and let them really tell you about um, what you can get from pipe and why it's worth trying even if you're starting with just like a corn cob pipe just it's not about the pipe it's about the flavor of tobacco so if you were ever tempted um, you know come in and, and give it a try let these guys recommend something totally different from the cigar world for you but won't be you know alien in terms of flavor and you'll get what it is that we're talking about um, so yeah yeah, I totally agree. I think pipe smoking just opens up a whole different world of tastes and smells and experiences. And um, <clears throat> it's if if you really <clears throat> uh, if you really like, you know, one of the interesting things that that uh, uh, I love about pipe smoking too. I, and interestingly, I've been doing both for a very long time myself um, is that take this this pipe tobacco for instance you know every cigar you smoke is going to be made with tobacco really from Central South America you know those regions you, you've got Nicaragua Honduras you know the Dominican Republic a few other places that's really where the tobacco comes from and here you're getting tobacco from the Carolinas you're getting tobacco from Italy you're getting tobacco from Turkey and just like in cigars where the the soil is different the growing uh, season is different you know depending on how much sun how much rain what the soil is you know you're going to get different flavors and then they're different kinds of plants they're not you know there's about 60 different varieties of tobacco out there and 
you know, pipe, the tobacco that's used for pipes is different from the tobacco plants that are used for, for cigars. It's not like, you, you know, it's Cuban seed that's grown in Nicaragua. North Carolina yeah. that, that then makes Carolina red and Carolina bright. It's a, it's a different plant, correct? Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's not only a different plant, but then you've got entirely different processes of what you do with that same right. plant. Right. Right. So the whole I mean, curing and Virginia, processing is different. Right. I, I mean, and right, whether you air cure it or whether you flu cure it or or um, or it's dark fired or, you, you know, take a burley and then take that burley and now you press it into um, these caskets and you get perique. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, on the cigar side, there isn't much of that at all. There's some of it. Some of a it. A little bit. Um, but you're not manipulating. You're not saying, how do I take this leaf and make it not necessarily better, but slightly different. As good, but a little bit different. Right. How can I cook it, you know, um, and give it an entirely different flavor profile? Well, mm-hmm. shit, maybe I'll, oh, excuse me, maybe <laughs> I'll, uh, sorry, Kurt. Um, uh, you know, maybe I'll put it over some coals uh, for six months straight, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in, uh, in Cyprus. Yeah. And see what yeah. that... See what that does to it. <laughs> okay, I got six months to spare. I'll do that, and you end right. up with Latakia. Right. Um, so, right, you take some of the exact same leaf that on the cigar side is. If you so, if you take the exact same leaves, you know, a, a mix of them, regardless of how many different regions they might be from. And you're right, there aren't a ton of regions. Um, and you give them to different people at different brands, they'll put them together differently. Right. But you. You know, nobody's going, well, you know what, I think I'll take this and change it a little bit and then put it back in and see what happens. Right. Danny, I have switched drinks. (laughs) Which which pretty, yeah, exactly. Which almost everybody at this table has done. And I've gone back and forth between now where I went back to the West Cork Irish whiskey. We grabbed the bottle, brought it down. And now... I'm getting from the tobacco before I was getting, you know, a little bit more uh, subtle citrus with a little bit of wood right after. Now, for me, there is a really, really deep, rich sweetness that's coming from the tobacco. Mm. The spice has come back. Um, a little bit of wood wood note in there, a little mm-hmm. bit more mm-hmm. um, than it was before. But the deep richness is coming through from the from the tobacco, which is... It's completely did a 180 on me. It went from being subtle with the martini to now I have a, a heavier drink, a, a straight whiskey, that the the whiskey is more, you know, that deep, rich, smoky, burnt wood. And now the Virginias are just like pop. They're, they're alive. They're like in your face. It went from a solid medium to like a medium plus to me. Wow. It's completely changed, and it's wonderful. It's mm. absolutely wonderful. Paul, you've done the same thing. Do you have similar experiences, or is Nick on crack? I want to say he's on crack. Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also right, but he just happens to be on crack. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I actually did the same thing, and what's what I'm really noticing is the i'm not getting any any virginias at all any sweetness i'm getting a lot of smoky wood spice mm-hmm. from the tobacco 
it, it's the, the spice is picked up specifically on the retrohale, but just the smoky, woody characters of that the tobacco is really what's standing out to me. I'm not really getting any uh, any of the of the of the uh, Virginia sweet sweetness at all. Are you thinking then the dark fired is more coming out yes, for you? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yep. I would agree with that. Yep, mm. and that could be very well because it, it's it's not it the drink is lingering a little bit more on my palate mm-hmm. so that might be hiding the virginias and the sweetness that nick is picking up see so, you now i would think that this drink would be a little bit too strong for this tobacco mm-hmm. but both you and nick and i think dave are saying no no this is it's not too strong it's it, it's a strong drink it may be stronger than the uh tobacco a little bit but it's making it do some things that are very pleasant is that what I'm hearing? Yes, but it, it does. Hi- to me, it's hiding the the, the the subtle sweetness of the tobacco. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it definitely toned it down. Yeah, now it's just more more woody and smoky. What else has changed for you, Dave? Are you a I man like now? The uh, the retro <laughs> hail, the retro hail is uh, um, is also changed. I feel it's like a lot more spicy. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. How about you, Daniel? Which, have you switched as well? I did switch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the tobacco has become richer. Mm. Um, the I'm getting much more deep, deeper kind of uh, wood tones, maybe even some earthiness from the tobacco. And uh, the uh, spiciness has kind of increased for me. Um, so I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, Nick said that this went from kind of being a medium to, you know, a medium plus. I, I don't know if I would go that far, but it definitely has gotten, it feels like it's gotten to be a stronger tobacco. Um, now, as I already uh, confessed earlier, the tobacco was getting stronger to me before I switched. Um, so that may be part of it, too, that just as the tobacco is... Um, getting down the bowl of the pipe that maybe it was getting stronger and now I'm getting more of that having switched uh, to the whiskey again but um, it's pairing very very well I I don't dislike it at all Um, it's not something that I would have thought to do with this because to me this tobacco has a lot of subtle nuances to it that a, uh, a, a straight whiskey would just kind of run over but it uh, regardless there are some things it's bringing out that are uh, very pleasant although some of those um, nuances specifically from the Virginias I think it kind of drowned out with this in my own palate you're looking at me funny yeah you're funny looking yeah exactly yeah It's the hat, isn't it? No, no, not at all. I like that. Um, no, I'm listening to all this, and it, it all makes complete sense. Um, you know, what sits on our How very PC it. of you. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, actually, you want to know what I was really thinking? <laughs> yes. yes. I was yes. thinking, you know what would go really delicious with this whole mix here? If only I knew somebody who knew how to make some really good apple pie. Mm. Oh, boy. That's a tough call. Damn. It looks like I know what I'm doing tomorrow. (laughs) Mm. You you apparently have... Wow. 
You only have you have less than twenty four <laughs> hours. No, no, don't you dare! You're working. No, I'm giving. I'm, I'm, I'm paying tribute. To, Good luck to, to, to David Zabelbye, and, mm-hmm. and um, yes, I miss it. But you're not obligated to me. I've eaten so much. Do you think doesn't make it home? Would apple pie go with this? It goes with everything. Everything. <laughs> 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 oh man! I'm gonna put some cheddar on it this time. <laughs> oh, don't do that! Don't, don't make it! Do don't make an white apple cheddar. pie pizza. That's no, not, white no. cheddar, man. White you never cheddar? had white cheddar and apple pie. Apple pie. It sounds so crazy, but it is like the most delicious thing ever. White man. cheddar. I thought this. Pie. Someone said that to me, and I I looked at them like they were nuts. Yeah, uh, on a I mediocre do. pie though. But your pies are so good. Uh, don't do that, Dave. I, 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 don't do that. Don't do oh, it. Oh, look, they're your recipes. You can do what you want. All right, well, don't, I won't put it on it. But don't I will, listen to Mark. I'll, I'll bring it with Don't listen to Mark. If there's any cheddar, your don't listen to Mark. Don't listen to Mark. Don't listen don't, to Mark. Don't do it. Just don't do the cheddar. Mm. Don't. Mm. You want to put cheddar on pizza? You want to put cheddar on lasagna? That's fine. Cheddar on lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah, lasagna, yeah. That's um, mm. You guys don't put cheddar uh, on lasagna? What? Yeah, well, we don't drink milk with cigars I, either. I put... Hey. Hey, that's put, a ritual that I, I do in like the morning. I put like 10 different types of cheeses in my lasagna. I don't know about you guys, but there can't be enough cheese in lasagna. Cheddar, though? Everything. Really? Cheddar. cheddar? Yeah. Interesting. Cheddar. White cheddar, yellow cheddar, mozzarella, everything. Keep it traditional, kid. Keep it Monster. traditional. Put it, throw it all in there. Spicy Jack. We don't want to lose uh, listeners, Dave. We, we don't go. have that many. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I oh my gosh! Content is and speaking of losing listeners, this <laughs> coronavirus stuff that is going on is just like getting out of this world nuts. Not you know, I understand that this is a serious thing, and this particular. Coronavirus has been around for years. It's what gives us colds. Yeah. Right? This particular strand is brand new. There's no vaccine for it. And, you know, gives you a cough and a fever and shortness of breath. And it can, it can, be, it can be really dangerous. Look, if you just wash your hands, if you shower, and, you know, you keep, you keep yourself clean... And surface is clean. You're, you're probably going to be fine. And none of that requires toilet paper. And none of that requires toilet paper. What <laughs> yeah, is but the if you deal? have toilet paper, it makes what it is, a little bit easier to stay What is the deal <laughs> I mean, with everybody making the run on toilet paper? I don't know. Market Basket crazy. was out of toilet paper. Walmart. Forget Walmart. It. Amazon. Walmart. <laughs> they said that... You said earlier in the week you had to go talk to the manager to get toilet paper. The shelves were up. Dude, the shelves were cleared. And there's signs that hanging that are hanging on the shelves says limit two per customer <laughs> ask manager. Is that two squares? Probably. <laughs> two squares. I was like, wow, this is crazy. And then I met some ladies. Do you have any bidets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. What if you have a bidet, man? You don't even need that. But point. I met I met some lady. At you trying Walmart. to be Australian again? Saying no. Bidet? No. no absolutely <laughs> but I, mate. But I, mate. But, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Man, she was wearing um, a gas mask and welder's goggles. That's awesome. How did she even A gas them? mask. I saw somebody, she was wearing, I saw somebody I driving today not, with a mask on. Not she was alone like a, in his own car. Yeah. <laughs> she was wearing a gas mask and welder's goggles. I it's was not, like, well, why are you doing that? Yeah. Like Especially since the, the masks do nothing 
to bring uh, the whole point of the mask is the so you're not infecting other people like doctors wear masks in surgery and whatnot right. not because they're worried about breathing in something from the body but they're getting their germs into it right so uh, you know it's the people who have contracted it who should be wearing the mask mm-hmm. not walking around just doing you nothing except for looking like an idiot she right. was she was full World War Three end of the world man it's I was nuts. like I think I'm gonna maybe but you know those rubber glove like yellow rubber mm-hmm. gloves oh, to yeah. do like dishes with I'm gonna, get, <laughs> I'm gonna get a pair of those and like some oh, giant man. like bubble helmet type thing and walk and like an astronaut that'll be awesome <laughs> oh <laughs> my god he just came from space uh, you know my girls school was just uh, closed down for, for the next two weeks yeah same with my boys yeah. same with your boys you know it's it's you know the NHL has canceled NBA, the rest NBA. of the season, right? Yep. Everything. Uh, yeah. Yep. And NBA, the NBA, rest of the season. NHL. NHL. Um, the March NCAA. March NCAA is yep. well, isn't the baseball March, season March been Madness? Pushed back? Isn't what about training? The, some of the March Madness or something XFL? like that? Uh, yeah, March Madness is canceled. Well, I thought they were having some of them were having games, but there that was just the no first day. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. And then they were like, "Nope, yeah, everybody's shutting down. We're gonna shut down." Yeah. What about the XFL? Then that's done too. shut down too. Yeah, that's done too. But I'll tell you what. What the one thing that is still scheduled? What WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm that's serious. right, brother. <laughs> I'm serious. I thought you were going to say the pipe event for tomorrow, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, well, that'll be that old. That would have been a much better segue, man. Like, can, we, can we edit that? You know what else? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pipe event. The pipe well, event. We had, we had I, time this probably, I counted like, uh, what did I count? Like 10 calls today. Yeah, asking if the pipe event was going to be going on tomorrow, and I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." Yep. And, Smoke kills and, and the coronavirus. You, 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 that's right. You didn't recognize my my accent in any of those calls, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, mate. Is it a pipe event tomorrow? <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> Willie, though. That sounds like <laughs> Willie. That sounds like Willie, though. <laughs> they were all from six hundred three numbers. So we got ID. He got he got the uh, the little spoof app. That's what he got. <laughs> I know. Right. So, you know, I you need to take what's going on serious. But not too serious. Where 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 do you draw the line between taking appropriate precautions and going absolutely nuts? And and you know, this is this is my question for us today. It's it it seems it seems like yeah, there's something serious to to think about. But are we like like with my own kids you know the message we got was there's nobody in my kids school system that has been diagnosed with the coronavirus there's nobody in the town that we live in that has the coronavirus but because the other school systems have shut down for precaution's sake they're going to shut down yep and so it's like I could understand if, if it was like, look, somebody in our community has it or one of our kids came into contact with then it, it becomes like, okay, well let's let's do something. But <laughs> they basically said we're shutting down, but nobody has it <laughs> in the entire in the entire city of Haverhill. Yeah, but, but we're so, still gonna we're still gonna shut down. So well, it's like the first time where, where where does this go? The first time I think it's it's we're not used to it because 
I believe we're used to always being reactive. This is a proactive um, uh, way to go at it, where you're trying to, there's going to be a certain bell curve where this thing just blows up, and right now they're just trying to lower that bell curve. And uh, I think it's the right thing to do. It wasn't done with the swine flu, and, you know, 15,000 people died. So, but it's it's crazy. But if you uh, if you look at, like I went on earlier today with, uh, with my kids, we went on the CDC's website, and I'm like, look, this is how serious, not serious this is. So let's look at the deaths, the death toll for all the other common stuff that we deal with every single day. And if you look at something like that you probably wouldn't happen to you because it's it's suicide. 50, 55,000 people this year have died from suicide. So and we're, we're still less than a little. We're like at 4,300 for worldwide for people that have died from swine flu. And none of them have been young people. They've all been... Swine flu or, uh, they, or the coronavirus. coronavirus. I'm sorry. Yeah. So 4,300 flu. 4,300 people that have all been, you know, elderly with uh, uh, already had issues on top of it. So it's like <clears throat> I, I have a hard time rushing out to buy toilet paper and wipes. Well, <laughs> well that's again, it's like the <laughs> yeah. coronavirus does People not cause you nuts. to need toilet paper. No. It causes you to need Kleenex and maybe some NyQuil. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for all of our listeners out there, just remember that cigar and pipe smoke actually purifies the air and kills germs. So, smoke more. Smoke if you got them. Wash your hands and enjoy life. And brush your teeth before you go to bed. And brush your teeth before you go to bed. Absolutely. And you'll be just fine. This Mm -hmm. has been a public service announcement (laughs) from Pastor Padron. Pastor Padron's public service announcement has now concluded, and we return you to our (laughs) our program already in progress. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, boy. Wow. (laughs) And then drink lots of bourbon. Yes, that that helps, too. Whiskey. Yep, yep. That'll kill it. <clears throat> yeah, just wash your hands with uh, you know some bourbon. Yeah, mm. yep. that works. Somebody just pass that bottle this way, please. Hey, what's our uh, final thoughts on uh, Savinelli's 140th anniversary blend, the 2020 version? A lot of tobacco notes. Mm. Like I don't know why. Yes, could be the tobacco. Excellent. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. No, it was a uh, an absolutely fantastic, very very smooth, medium tobacco, uh, wonderful sweet Virginias in the beginning for me. Uh, that smoky, woody, uh, little bit of earthy tones. Uh, wonderful retrohale with a spice. Very very good. I I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Dave, mm. yeah, a lot of uh, tobacco t- notes. That's <laughs> Got the uh, got the Virginias in the beginning, and now it's like more smoky and woody with the end after I switch the drinks. Uh, but still, definitely an all-day smoke with or without the alcohol. Yes, Nick, it's great, super great, and yeah, you should buy it. You need to buy it. It's great <clears throat> and super great. Yes, buy it while you can. There were only fourteen hundred tins made. Uh, we have a number of those here at Twins, both in our Londonderry and Hooksit locations. And um, it's a very, very good tobacco. Um, 
I've been nursing my tin for four years. I'll probably probably be nursing this one for about that long, making it last. Uh, and I should say too, it is a hundred gram tin, so it's not your normal two ounce <coughs> uh, thing. What is it? Three? Is it about three ounces? Is that how much a hundred grams is? About three ounces. About four. Inches. About four. About four ounces. So it's a, a lot of tobacco for what you're getting. Uh, here at Twins, it's uh, retailing on our shelves for twenty six bucks. Wow, that's and, insane! Um, that's a really, it's a really good, good deal. Good, good, good. Um, and I highly recommend it. Mark, I know yes. you like it because you know you have to. You're, you have to like <laughs> it, <laughs> but you really like it. Best tobacco ever. <laughs> um, no, I re- I like it very much. Um, it you know it has it's not typically the flavor profile that i might um go for my, me neither um but i think we all have sort of favorite ways that we lean but again the great thing about pipe tobaccos is that you can step out of that area whether it's you know every once in a while or however mm-hmm. long it might be and be reminded that there's all sorts of different flavors uh, out there right you know every once in a while you know, sometimes you got to, you know, put some mushrooms on a pizza or something. You know, it just, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I, I think it's a good um, any time of day smoke. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I've yet to, I, sh- I have an old tin that I haven't, it's not opened. And I, I'd like to see what it's like at, with a few years into it. It's uh, very different. I imagine. With a few years, with yeah. a few years on it, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's much more my tin now being four years old is is uh uh the flavors have gotten a little bit more subtle the sweetness is there the floral notes have increased um you know it as we ex- had it, this bowl that i had tonight from this fresh tin is much richer it has much deeper flavors. Um, it's much more nuanced and subtle with the age, um, and very enjoyable. And and you know I'm more of a full body tobacco guy, um, so this isn't it's one of the reasons I've had it for four years is because it's not something I go to all the time. But every once in a while, I get that hankering for just something a little bit different, and that's one of the the ones that I go for. I'm very glad that I have it. Mm. In my cellar. Yummy. Glad you're enjoying it. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at... Not just blowing smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fancy guard.